Welcome to the Spike Feed, your leading Magic the Gathering podcast. What is up? My name is Curtis, and I'm just your typical Spike. On the line with me, my executive producer, and also dude who forgot to remind me to get a drink of water before I started. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My we- good buddy, producer, producer extraordinaire, Cameron McCoy. Cameron, how are you doing? Good. Do we need to like really do like a quick magical cut to get you some water? No, I, I will get some, but I'm going to ask you to just monologue. Because <laughs> I know that's like your favorite scenario is that you get to just monologue the show. I mean, one day, the, the, the audience just knows you're like in much better shape than I am. So most certainly I will die first. <laughs> and that you are going to have to just come here every week. And just monologue. If if the if our audience has ever watched Wayne's World, where Wayne abandons Garth and he has to like host the show himself, that's what you guys are all in store for. Okay. Hey, I, I think I think the audience would love it, Cameron. <laughs> um, you are certainly their favorite son. Anyway, weirdly, everyone's zigging, we're zagging. Mm. They're all talking Lord of the Rings and how it's going to affect modern. We'll talk about that, too. But you and I both played Standard. I didn't even look at the notes here. Yeah. Um, And we both played the same deck in Standard, which, I mean, maybe that's just playing to type. Um, All right, Cameron, I'm going to have you start off talking about Standard, and I'm going to run and grab my water. How's that? Okay. I And go. go. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm not going to talk right now. I'm having a good time. Not. <laughs> you ever see that scene in Scanners when that dude's head blew up? You didn't do it, did you? I- I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, uh, standard Esper Control. I really like this deck. It's, um... I'm glad to see this type of deck finally make an appearance in Standard after oh so long of the Fable the Mirror Breaker winter that we did have. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really like this deck. Like everything from like just classico, you're using Wandering Emperor into I don't know how many like different types of um, re- like wrath removal spells that you can have. Um, I, I like I said, like this is just like plain to type maybe, but it is like has all the goods as far as like what I'm liking. There are certain things where I feel like sometimes this deck, while particular draws, I feel like I do really well against something like mono red. The hyper aggro decks, I think this is where they can kind of prey upon what I'm doing just because there's sometimes where if I'm not getting to a sunfall or farewell. They just can kind of overwhelm me just through sheer brute force, right? So they're like this is the type of standard that I have been wanting for a long time where like yeah, Esper Control I think is one of the better decks that you could be doing right now. But this is then where like some of these other decks can kind of prey upon it. And in the middle are all these like I think decent-ish you know, mid-range type decks that um, are just like quality decks, like quality card decks that um, can have a 50-50 against both of these other, like really two solid other good decks, I think. I think that is a very cogent analysis. 
I think I uttered the phrase. I guess the question is standard good. Now? <laughs> like I didn't expect this to be turn out as well as it has. So Watsi deserves a ton of credit on that front. Um, God knows we're going to be criticizing him here in a second, but uh, I think the banning was so far worked out really well. Um, this standard has a paper rock scissors of the aggro decks, whether that's mono red or th- these decks are really mono black, but they like will play blue or they'll play red. But it's really a tenacious underdog, shield red, graveyard yeah. trespasser. That deck, there's Esper Control. Um, and then there's the ramp decks, right? And so you kind of have this nice triangle that's very classic and very in keeping with many standards of the past. Some may be better than others, right? Um, but, you know, the Valakite, you know, uh, the Valakite era standard, I should say, Cawblade, Valakite was the ramp deck in that equation. And there was a mono red deck that was actually pretty reasonable, um, it actually just lost on the spot to batter skull, but it was there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think the thing that this kind of made my heart ache for was like, I would love to prepare for an event in this standard in paper, because while I do feel like the control deck to your point has a really good matchup against the five color control deck, right? Because, uh, disdainful stroke, real good, really <laughs> good against the, the ramp deck. Um, you know, you do have some pretty big openings against aggro, but the ramp deck can beat you, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not... None of these matchups are so incredibly lopsided, and it feels much more like a bunch of 55-45 matchups. Um, and there's a ton of interactivity and play to it. And a lot of these cards that were really set aside by Fable of the Mirror Breaker, you know, like Celestis, right? Like, that's all play a little bit before, but now it's like... You're playing control, you're playing that card, right? Um, And so there's just a lot of those kind of three drops that I think are making a huge difference. So I know know this is kind of, it's cool to say arena's garbage. It's cool to say nobody plays anymore. Standard's still the most played format on arena. If you got a second, you should check it out. It's probably better than you think it is. Um, But there is still that lingering thing of I'm tired of some of these cards right and to know that I have to play another year with Wandering Emperor a card I love and a card I'll continue to cast that's a long time of having that card right yeah it is um so anyway any other thoughts on standard Cameron no uh I I'm just shocked that we're into July right now and it feels fresh and that was like my major concern when those bannings were actually happening. And this is where we are, to reiterate your point, throwing kudos to Wizards for doing the banning when they did and at least making this feel fresh-ish up into the next set release. Yeah, and I would actually argue, and, and maybe this is a, a thing that you would disagree with, the control mirror in this standard is probably the hardest it's been in a while. Like, it is definitely something you really... Because you have so many dead cards in the mirror. Like, yeah. Honestly, like I was amount. getting vibes of the blue-black dragons from... I don't even remember when that was. Tarkir. Slumgar, Scorn, that sort of thing. Really had kind of similar vibes as far as, like, the mirror matches. As far as, like, the way you actually play those cards matters tremendously. And that's great. 
That's great. I don't like it, but it's great. <laughs> I, I'm the dude that I, I'll always love a control mirror. Um, the one that I didn't like was the one where you had the the milling land of Nefalia Drown Yard, and it was just like who got to their drown yards first. That mm. was pretty brutal. Mm. Um, all right, so there's a couple cards here that are having an outsized impact, and I just want to say this: like we don't play a ton of vintage, and we don't play a lot of legacy anymore. I'll touch modern here and there. Uh, but it, for the longest time, 10 years, modern has been one of my least favorite formats, but it's been, it used to be very popular in my area. So I've stuck with it, but I guess I'm just trying to get your perspective on this. So we're seeing the one ring, like in legacy vintage, it's in a lot, a lot of things. Right. Um, but you know, you're, you're basically seeing the return of things like painter's servant, but there are some decks like four color Oko decks that don't play Oko anymore. They just play the one ring. <laughs> right? Um, so we'll talk about Orcish Bowmasters here in a second because I think that is a very different type of card. But I do think it is worth pointing out that you can't make the one ring a bad card. <laughs> okay. we, were, we were over here trashing uh, Middle Earth or whatever, the, the Lord of the Rings set for really applying some weak power toughness to some uh -huh. pretty legendary creatures. Um, but where are you at on this, man? Because, like, it is showing up in modern as well. I don't I don't want to completely set that aside. Yeah. Um, like, Indomitable Creativity, like, especially the Elementals deck has been playing it. Um, and then, of course, all the combo decks, right? Like, the grinding stations. and Yeah. Um, what do you think, man? Where are you yeah. at on this? Uh, I mean, flavor-wise, I mean, I think you mentioned this three weeks ago, whatever. Like, it's totally on brand as far as, like, what the one wing should be doing. Uh, if it's disrupting standard um, legacy, excuse me, good on it. That's exactly what the one wing should be doing. Um, but, like, as far as, like, a legacy player, gosh, it's been so long. And I was just watching, like, the LSV matchup where he's just showing off, like, what you can do with the one ring. And it's good. It's absolutely good. Um, and it, more than anything, it just made me very nostalgic for wanting to play Legacy. And to the point of, like, re-downloading the MTGO client to just Ooh. maybe check this out, to get into it again, right? Um, but as far as, like, I mean, this is what's going to happen when, I mean, this always happens, I should say. Modern Masters 1, Modern Masters 2 this when you get like these specialty sets that are going to create the power creep that they do it's going to disrupt like these non-rotating formats because uh spoiler those non-rotating formats might not have like these key cards but they have all the other players that are in fact busted mm -hmm. and whenever you throw something into it it's just going to create the disruption that it does so, like, I guess I'm not surprised that the One Ring and some of these other cards are causing a disruption in something like Legacy and Vintage just because they are the enablers for all these insanely busted cards, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I would also say that whenever I was at the shop Saturday, Sunday, um, there was a lot of talk about they need to ban the one ring. Like, 
I, I feel like there's a little bit of a double standard when it's this kind of combo centric thing than, oh man, and it's new, it's got to be banned. But Ragavan, which I think is a much stronger card than yeah, the One Ring. I agree. Um, I think Ragavan probably could make an argument for the strongest creature ever printed, right? Um, but we're fine with that. I, I think there was kind of a dual logic there that's a little silly. They, they should, they're not going to ban it. They're not going to ban it anytime soon, at least while the set's in print. So I, I would not count on that. And like the other thing that has been interesting to me is people complaining about Orcish Bowmasters, um, which uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm the comedian. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> so this is a $40 rare from the set, right? Seeing play in... Grixis Death Shadow and Legacy and Modern, it's seeing a ton of play. Um, and again, people are upset about this card's power level. I think this card is perfectly fine. I think it is very much a hoser, and that's okay. Is it dopey that it's not Legolas or, you know, <laughs> some actual, like, you have one of the most powerful cards and it's an orcish bow map? Like, okay. <laughs> that's a little strange, I grant you, but this is a flavor fail, but like, is this really where we've gotten to where this is, it's clearly a safeguard. Yes, it's cheap. Yes, it's incredibly strong, but like, I don't know, man. I, to me, this, this represents kind of a, a good safety valve kind of card. What about you? I agree. I mean, I had to actually look this up because I'm just so unfamiliar with what this format is. And I played my Lord of the Rings and I just have not gone back to it. Right. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of cards that have just, risen to the top that i'm just not familiar with this seems fine i mean like i mean when i look at this compared to some of the other like combo elements that you know ping you for one damage in a combo sort of way um i don't know seems totally fine seems totally fine i mean once again compared to ragavan compared to i i can't remember some of the cards from modern masters one and two that just like completely like hosed modern like i mean the eldrazi winter that we had this is oh hogak yeah hogak yeah that's the word i was thinking of yeah like this is totally whatever yeah uh i i if we're just we haven't actually talked about this detest these frames Mm. i think this looks atrocious (laughs) i hope it looks i haven't actually seen one of these in person yet are are they better looking in person Cause yeah, it just seems like they, 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 I feel like at least Scryfall is capturing what these actually look like. Yeah, uh, like it just looks so bland, so bland. Um. Anyway, whatever. So the Explore Anthology is coming soon. I'm gonna put it to you this way: I'm maybe not as negative as some of the other folks here. I'm going to put the link in the chat from Watsi's official page. Um, it's not the worst thing we've seen. I would actually... So thing, so just a, a couple high points. We do have the battle for Zendikar lands. Okay? Thespian stage. Very playable. Mm-hmm. We do have quarter calling, which I feel like was already on, but I guess maybe not. Uh, and then voice of resurgence. 
And then some things that are like older format playable, Death Right Shaman, which I've kind of lost track of what formats that thing's legal in. <laughs> yeah. Um, World Spine Worm combined with Xenagos is, um, you know, one of the big combos uh, for uh, is it creativity in actual Pioneer? Um, because it's a it's a one shot kill. Um, so there's also been some controversy because they posted that they hey. We've uh, allowed uh, a quarter shield back in the format, which is like an uncommon from like Scars of Mirrodin. It's a zero mana oh, like equipment that gives them plus zero, plus three. So there's some of that going on. Um, where are you at on this, buddy? Uh, man, this is like I we're getting to like Cameron's first days of actual competitive magic, and I'm getting all the feels <laughs> from some of these cards. Um so, I mean, like, in that sense, great. And this is just a reiteration from I don't know how many times they've released this. Put everything of Magic's history on Arena now. Please continue to do this, you know. My only complaint is that, honestly, this is too slow of a drip. I want, like, the oh, yeah. faucet to be completely open and let's go. Like, why am I watching LSV of MTGO, like, doing a legacy match in MTGO why is that not being put onto Arena? Like, I mean, Wizards, you're losing money. I would be paying a lot to get those Legacy cards. Okay. That out of the way, as far as, like, what they're doing with this, everything here seems fine, but I would argue that I don't think it's enough. So what are we thinking here? Like, Oath of Nissa is probably the most obvious one yeah it's, yeah it's like the glaring missing thing from like the mono green ramp deck right yeah chain to the rocks is a big one for the um oh the sack and enchantment deck uh is it indomitable not indomitable creativity enigmatic enigmatic incarceration yes yeah um but then like you know, just good old church crews bring to light. These are things that matter um, mm-hmm. that we really would probably like. I understand that their desire to slow drip, but again, it just feels like you guys are pumping out how many alchemy cards a year. Then, and those are are new designs. Obviously, I think they're terrible and they shouldn't be designed, <laughs> but they're they're new. Yeah, and like these cards that we're talking about, they've already been made. Like, feels like Johnny the intern could start cracking on that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. So I, okay. I, I, I guess I'm trying to temper because a quarter shield pulled up on Twitter and everybody was like, this is terrible. I agree. It's terrible. And it's a waste of a card slot and a waste of a programmer's time. However, however, there is some reasonable stuff here, right? Yeah. That's being yeah. staged within of itself is very worth it. I hope they add some more. Uh, we've went through some ones that were really bad. Do you remember the one that was Death Shadow was very easily the best card? Oh, that was the worst. Yeah, yeah. And, and and look, you know, you send me an email like, "Hey, look, bro, judges familiar. How you feeling?" It's like that's yeah. not what we need. Yeah. We need. I mean, do you remember JV- the, the shrines? The shrines. <laughs> the oh, shrines. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I I get it. Like you're really paying for, you know, whatever thirty bucks for four copies of like 
three or four things, sure. right? But yes, to your point, man, can we go a little bit harder on getting these cards from Magic's history in? It's just like, it's the undiscovered country of Arena's economy. Cameron, that's a Star Trek reference just for you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, hey, so that's enough. I'm happy with Standard. I still don't really care about Lord of the Rings that much, and I'm hoping they get better cards on Arena. I think that's a that's a fair wrap-up of where we're at, right? Poignant summation. <laughs> yes. Yes, so in, in, in honor of that, let's get out of the segment, come back and talk about what else we've been up to. All right, Cameron, so I told you last week when we were hanging out that I would not speak with you until you had finished the Bear Season 2 regarding the Bear Season 2. So should we just do the whole... Spoiler, hey. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, we will be talking about the entirety of the Bear Season 2. What did you think, Cameron? Uh, I mean, let's just put, like, right at the front here, I, I, some incredible television. Like, mm-hmm. really, really good. I, I wish 90% of the movies that were made today were as well-written, well-acted, well produced. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Like it, it's just really good television. So, um, thoroughly enjoyed everything about this season. I mean, I will have some like little nitpicks. As much as I loved like the um, one hour holiday special that we got, um, it did sometimes feel like an SNL skit with John Mulaney and some of the other. <laughs> like, how many celebrities can we pack into this one season with like? You know, that, that's like a minor little nitpick. And I would say a lot of what I have to complain about are like these minor little nitpicks. And it's because this is like my favorite student. I just know that this is the best of what I'm going to get this year. And mm-hmm. so I just want it to be as absolutely perfect as possible. And it came very, very close as being like, like, I mean, this in succession. I mean, like, what are we doing, man? It's just incredible. Yeah, I would say that the 6-7 split is probably one of the best set you up, knock you down, yeah, or knock you down, set you up, I guess is how, <laughs> right? Um, but I, this the episode 6, I think, was a really good look at a dysfunctional family. And without it, while it was bombastic, it wasn't so over the top. It's like, no. you're not like, why would these people still be here? Why aren't they leaving, right? Um, and an incredible look at alcoholism, I thought, like, um, and what that, you know, how that impacts people that are not that person and, you know, how this family struggles with addiction, but yet they are still a functioning, you know, it it is not this over the top, you know, like, Hey, it's one of the addicts from breaking bad kind of thing. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and I think that was really, really valuable, but even like, these like little touches, like the guy who plays uh, his older brother, I, I can't remember the actor's name, the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think he brings a lot to it whenever he's in it as well, you know? Um, it's not just, you know, John Mulaney, I think, was the one that was the most like, this really sticks out. And I guess that was kind of by design. I'm sure it was, um, yeah, yeah. And listen, but, I loved some of like his interactions with uh, Maddie, the whatever guy that's like the handyman. His entire mm-hmm. thing, that interaction about like I will give you the five hundred dollars just to watch this fail. 
That was a great line. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, yes, and um, but and then of course that ep- that episode after I kind of shared this with you, like it was so incredible to see that kind of thing expressed of someone finding their purpose because I've been really lucky, really, really lucky in my career field that I've always been like, I kind of know exactly what I wanted. And so like purpose wasn't a thing, but in the world of education, you find people that for whatever reason, their career didn't work out. And then they fall into, I see I've seen this happen multiple times where they're especially paraprofessionals, which are, if you don't speak education, those are people that tend to be, of you know class aides um, to certain particular students and to see them like I've seen people that are like they fall out of a profession they were a lawyer they were a doctor like usually these things have ended badly Mm -hmm. and then they end up in those things and they completely fall in love with education and completely find their purpose right and to see that expressed through (sighs) that through cooking was really something for me Um, I would say very slight like whenever you have a couple episodes that are tens and the last episode is like an eight. Mm-hmm. It really affected like the my enjoyment of it. I thought there was a the dramatic twist at the end was more of a contrivance. I think it would have been much more powerful if that was an in thing he intentionally did. When he, you see what I'm saying, I mm-hmm. think that that felt like a, a like a three is company kind of contrivance of like oopsie. You know, the most TV um, moment for me, maybe. Right. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 But I mean, like, dude, four people from this show could win an Emmy. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, like just the echoes from that first season, like I just didn't even know maybe where they were going with those first four episodes. Well, there's some like really strong episodes in that. I mean, it's like if you watch the season finale of this episode and the penultimate episode of the the one take that they did, the 22-minute mm. one take or whatever. Beat for beat, it is so similar in, like, what it's trying to do and to kind of show, like, the reversal of what happens when he's not involved in it and thinking, mm. like, maybe he is the issue. Dude, like, that's just some, like, I think great character building and just wonderful editing, production design, like, just well-made television. Good stuff. Yes. Oof. <laughs> really good stuff. Speaking of really good stuff, Cameron, I last night went to a Flesh and Blood pre-release. And here's the thing about the Flesh and Blood pre-release. So the new set is not draftable. So what they've done is, I think I told talked to you about this, there's a set that came out that was essentially the prequel to this set, right? It's got a light versus dark theme, angels versus demons. Tell me if you've heard this one before. Um, and so they, the previous set came out kind of during COVID, so not a lot of people have drafted it. So what they did was they said, okay, this set we have a surplus of. You're going to draft it. You draft it, and then the pack per win is the new set the week before it came out, Right. And then you, they raffle off foils of the new heroes. Um, and it was a really, really, really great time. And I just, again, I, I, it's hard for me to convey this to people without sounding silly, but it's true. Me engaging with this game has made me less burnout out on Magic. It's made me enjoy something. I, I do think like if you're the kind of person that looks at card games as an investment that you can liquidate, then any new card game 
is got some risk associated with it. Mm-hmm. However, we're on year four of this game now. It's seems to be doing just fine. And if the whole thing just collapsed in tomorrow, I feel very confident this is a game I would enjoy playing with someone any more than Carcassonne or Settlers of Catan or whatever. Um, but that being said, the new Settlers, sweet. It's so cool, dude. And I've, uh, I'm really, really, really ready to play some more. At some point, we should do some content of us playing online together. Mm, yeah. Um, let me loop back around to that because you said you did get onto Felt Table. Did I imagine this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I was explaining to my wife my kind of like enthusiasm that I had for this. And she just says, like, you used to feel this way about magic. And I felt like, really? Because I was like kind of explaining, like, just like the intricacies and like, honestly, my enthusiasm when I was like actually like explaining to my wife, who, God bless her doesn't know anything about this game but like will sit and listen to me talk about like acquiring legacy cards and why whatever deck i was building at the time was cool right and she said like i don't think i've heard you actually talk about a card game with this level of enthusiasm since like 2018 19 you know i mean it's been a long long time um and that both gives me I'm excited for like what flesh and blood will kind of maybe bring for me in the future and really, really sad, but just kind of maybe the overall state of non-rotating magic and, and specifically legacy um, totally bums me out. Yeah. But don't you think though, like I, 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 we, we got into this a little bit last week. There is a consistency to the vibe and the card art, and all that stuff all that is it. just missing now for Magic. Like, you could go to a Friday Night Magic and someone plays a, a Godzilla card. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. But it is, like, all these things have slightly chipped away at the armor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not the end of the world. Magic isn't dead. I'm not storming out of the store when you play a Godzilla card on me. Okay? But it is, like... When you play Flesh and Blood, it's like, wow, this really feels cohesive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I'm looking both ways. <laughs> po- Pokemon feels that way, too, by comparison, <laughs> which is probably the saddest part. So, anyway, Cameron, sometime we'll have to... Next time we're around each other, we should just buy a box of one of the draftable sets uh, and just do some sealed. Yeah, yeah let's do it. No, it's <laughs> new. It'll just be a fun time. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a really good, really, really good card game. I I haven't been, like, I, I just, I'm sorry if I'm, like, beating a dead horse here, but, like, just, like, one week in, and it just feels so, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm actually capturing something that I haven't had, that excitement and, like, the... I don't know, like I, the the playing catch up, I guess, like that sort mm-hmm. of thing. That's where I'm at right now with this. And the Cameron um, becomes a spike. Yeah, where like I'm gonna roll up, you know, with my wad of hundred dollar bills and just let loose one week on a whole bunch of cards. So I have to ask. So felt ta- felt table you didn't draft, you just played constructed, or what? I played did you the do? constructed where you showed me what to do, which is like essentially copy and paste the deck into 
felt table and then copy paste the other deck and then just do like the learn to play sort of thing, which is really what I was trying to figure out how to do. Um, so I was playing the, um, forgive me, I can't remember. I call him the mono white dude. <laughs> um, Bolton? No, uh, it. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, he he he's, he looks like the guy from the Disney uh, Beauty and the Beast movie. Bravo. 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 Thank you. So anyway, I was trying that that deck out and playing that against some other, um, like one of the red aggro decks that I had. Um, dude, I, I am so awful with the names. Um, forgive me. Yeah, because yeah. you're learning. Yeah, but it's great. And um, whoever, if you're listening, like the, the person who designed this, this felt table thing, my mind is blowing. Like I just can't get over like how fluid and smooth and not buggy a web client for a fully functional game can be. Like yeah. it's insane. <laughs> yeah, and the Talishar client, which is their player versus player version, and that's coded by a different person, is straight up as full featured as MTGO. Like you could just straight up just free play. And again, you're not there yet. And Felt Table acts as a really good building block. But I use Felt Table for drafting. I pay for the Patreon, and I can do AI drafting. And I drafted the new set, and so I went two and one at the pre-release, dude, based upon me drafting against AI. Because so much of me oh. drafting is <laughs> learning what the cards do, you know. Um, but anyway, we could keep going. If you haven't checked these things out, it's only your time. Both online co- clients, 100% free. Yeah. 100% free. Yeah. It's it just so makes good. you right. want to buy all the cards. Like, seriously. Like, it's Cameron, just so exciting. you've been over this. Yeah. I have the cards. <laughs> you are good. I have many, many, many flesh and blood cards. We didn't even play all my decks, dude, the other day. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that says. <laughs> so, all right, Cameron, if someone would like to get a hold of you and find out how to play Felt Table, where could they find you? It's all on Twitter, at Cameron underscore McCoy. And the dude even wrote, like, a story campaign in there, which is ridiculous. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am at Curtis now. Our official show feed is at Spike Beat MTG. We'll check you guys next week.